I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Sportive Podcast, episode 187, Yoda B. I'm joined tonight by John. Hi, John. Hey, B. I'm calling you B from now on. Stu, hi. That's totally fine. Stu, how are I'm you? I'm doing great. How are you, B? Oh, you know, living, living large as usual. And Clarence is here as well. Hi, Clarence. What's up, fuckers? Nice, nice. Uh, so I think for the most part, we have sort of unofficially referred to this as group therapy um, because most of the time Minnesota sports um, are shitty in general. I tend to try to put a positive spin on things. If I can, pull everybody into the gray area as only Pucci can do. But I'm tired of doing that. This, I looked through the agenda of things to discuss and every single thing on this agenda is how badly things suck right now. So this is the things that suck episode of The Sportive. Are you guys willing to play along with that conceit? It's true. Well, I mean, to be fair, every episode of this stupid podcast is the things that suck podcast because every one of the sports teams in this two-bit good-for-nothing town sucks. Yes, very true. I feel like I've tried to not make it that, but I'm also tapping out on this one. So forget it. Everything sucks. Uh, the thing that's... Things that suck, number one, the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they sucked last week against the Lions. We've got beat by that got swept by the Lions. Uh, hard to find something that sucks more than that. Um, yeah. They're gonna get their asses kicked by the Cowboys. And I think our coach is dying. What's going on? He, He's um did you just see the news? This yeah, is he is having um, emergency eye surgery. Um, and is questionable for tomorrow's game. Um, if, he probably doesn't want to watch what the Dallas offensive line is going to do to his defense, so I can't necessarily blame him for getting the procedure done tonight. I'm very negative yeah. right now. Let's I'm just sorry. get it out of the way now. Um, the timing, the timing is good. Is there any commentary just yet of um, of what exactly eye surgery means? That's a very daunting he, body part to just have an emergency. He surgery. had Has one of them fallen out. He had a detached retina earlier this year, and I'm assuming it didn't get better, and that's the reason he he's having it. This is when he had to do the press conference in the shades, right? Yeah, he does. Well, he's got a guy on staff, a Tony Sperano, who. I think has some sort of eye issue where he's always wearing sunglasses anyway. So he's kind of got he's got he's got a mentor there, and I think he's also That's related to Roy Orbison, but I don't know that for who sure. Is, who is treating Mike Zimmer for this detached retina? The Twins medical staff. <laughs> oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna rest it up on that. I think it'll get better. It'll get better. That's what happens with detached retinas. We're just gonna let you sit it out and. Oh, emergency surgery. Who saw that coming? 
<laughs> Obamacare. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Tax credits doubled, uh, but the premiums tripled. Am I right? So I think true. that's a thing. I don't so know. If that's, a, that's a thing. We'll get to politics in a bit. Yeah. Um, no, we won't. I have no other comments about that fucking Vikings-Lions game. It was boring and sad. At least, if they're going to suck, be exciting. It wasn't even close to that. I mean, yeah, and they I, did it on a holiday. That also is just like, oh, god damn yeah, it. Yeah, I, I got the joy of watching that with my my wife's family, the... The two, the two people of whom, theoretically, I would be the closest to, who are terrible Packers fans. And you would think that if you were at a family gathering and maybe you were standing next to me, who is well known to be an angry, bitter, sad Minnesota sports fan, if you wanted to just sort of grease the wheels and be nice about it, you wouldn't necessarily celebrate wildly. When the Vikings throw a <laughs> terrible fourth quarter interception, but that's that's not what Packers fans do. They're all awful people, and I hope they're both listening to this. You two, you know who you are. You're awful people. <laughs> I hope you choke. So great Thanksgiving, great Thanksgiving, guys. Really enjoyed it. So quick recap of where we're at: things that suck, Vikings, eye surgeries, Johns and laws. Yeah, my my wife's family. God, that's terrible. Um, another thing that I'm prepared to say sucks is the Bradford trade. Clarence, you're <laughs> down with that, right? I always have been. I stood on yep. yeah. Bradford trade sucks island for, what What was that, weeks? 13 weeks? Months. 11 yeah. weeks? Yeah. It's months now. For a while, those floodwaters were rising. Yep, and everybody was, yeah, was mocked, ridiculed, yep. standard stuff. The and I just stood strong. Yep, and uh, and here here now they all come back hat in hand, wanting back, and it's, it, it's fine. Uh, I'm used to it. The funny yeah. thing is, this podcast last last year when the draft came around, this podcast sat together and we said, I I'm, I I think we said it out loud that the Vikings needed to draft an offensive lineman in every round plus trade some guys so they could draft extra offensive linemen, which I think you guys will remember they didn't do. And we said this is exactly what would happen. As somebody said, the Vikings offense is now an exercise in not getting the quarterback sacked. It's just a creative way to get the ball out of Bradford's hands before someone can rush by the Toreadors on the offensive line and just absolutely murder the quarterback. It is astonishing. Do anything astonishing, line, John. Which is... John, which is exactly uh, 31, of thir- 31 of 37... For like a hundred and eight yards, yeah. I mean that's impossible to do. You can't do that. That's not physically possible. Yeah, and there's been a couple weeks. I don't remember exactly what the final stats were from last week, but like, hey, he hasn't been getting sacked as much. And then you're like, well, their offense has seventy four yards. <laughs> Congratulations, so you, you did solve the problem, I suppose. I'm glad that you <laughs> solved that one. But a little larger view would be it's okay if he gets sacked once in a while. You guys got to throw it more than yeah. more than two yards. And, you know, the short passes always seem good in theory of like, yeah, just do that the entire time. But now we know. I mean, we knew to begin with, but now we know that's not a good recipe at all. So there's somewhere in between the first offense and the current offense. I think there's a sweet spot there that they could ideally have a competent offense, but they will never find it. They suck and they're terrible. And yep. this trade is a disaster. Absolute disaster. 
And none of this is anybody's fault but the general managers. Not one person responsible for that. Yeah. But the general manager. Unless you count Bill Beavers for being worst. I think I'm going to count Bill Beavers for being terrible. A little bit of accountability. Yeah, he can have one percent of the blame. Too. Well, he's not. It's not his fault. He was drafted by True. the Vikings. I mean, it, there's a lot of people who are bad at being offensive linemen. I, yeah, I'm bad at being offensive linemen. If would it be my fault if Rick drafted me in the fourth round? No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying it. It would be your fault, but I would also say that you suck at offensive line. So you it, suck. Yeah, but it wasn't like well, Bill Beavers falsified his resume and is only now getting yeah. caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It was um, all on tape. Everybody knew how bad he was, and Rick picked him anyways. Within the first five seconds of him being drafted, everybody who had seen any tape at all was laughing hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you sorted no that. Sp- like, let's hold out and see. You sorted that spreadsheet backwards, there, Rick. You got it on descending order. You want it on ascending. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes more sense than anything else that's happened. Yep. <laughs> Just an accidental double click on the Excel spreadsheet. <sighs> um, okay, before we move on to the... Uh, so is there anything else in particular you guys want to discuss? I think we can quickly... Let's quickly talk about the predictions for tomorrow night's Thursday night's game against the Cowboys. I haven't even looked at the line. I usually do that. I know nobody gives a shit, so I stopped doing it. It's probably like a touchdown or something like that. Um, so, John, your thoughts? Uh, my prediction? Yes. Uh, Dallas 39, Viking 0. That's a pretty good prediction. Um, I see zero flaws or holes with that yep. one. I'm going with it too. 39 nothing. Stu, what do you got? Um, I think the Vikings offense will actually score because Dallas's defense isn't that good, but the Dallas offense is really, really good. So let's say 41 to 20. Oh, man. Do you think that, I mean, 41 points with how slow are... I don't know. I just, that's... Yeah. Can I just can I just break into Vikings Vikings prediction segment here for just a second because right sure. on on TV right now they're having the Wolves post game show and the on the bottom of the screen they got it labeled shooting mechanics instructional and one of the doofuses who's standing there with a ball under his arm is Kevin Lynch who I think if any of you saw the 1990 NCAA tournament you know that Kevin Lynch is the worst possible person to teach anybody about shooting mechanics set your feet you doofus set your feet and get a good shot off don't just throw up a running one from behind your stupid ba- ah! I'm still angry about the 1990s. Frickin' Georgia Tech, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm adding Kevin Lynch to the things that suck. Yep, Kevin Lynch sucks. You heard it here first, Mm -hmm. once again. Um, Okay, back to our regularly scheduled. I think we're going to ask Clarence his point of view on the the game. Uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic than the other two. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I think I see it as a trap game for Dallas. They are, you know, they're riding high. They're riding high. They yep. the best record in the uh, conference. Um, the Vikings are desperate. Vikings are a desperate team. The Cowboys aren't desperate. They're riding high. Um, they're probably looking past the Vikes. I think they play 
New York. I think they got the Giants up next week. Uh, so big NFC East matchup um, that basically will decide the the division title and the first round bye. I think New York's like what eight and three or something like that. Um, so that'll be a big game. I see Dallas looking past the Vikings. Um, Dallas, as, yep. as Stu mentioned, Dallas's defense struggling. They're struggling, and uh, you've got a rookie running back. You've got a rookie quarterback. Um, you know, see, it's a long season. Typically, by this time last year, these guys were uh, these guys were just wrapping up their college season. Now, now the NFL season. This is it's just getting into crunch time. Um, yep. Just so start. I, I can see these young guys um, looking for a break. Look, Rest look, on their laurels. On their laurels. Um, on their laurels, yep. So, um, I'm more confident than the other two. I think this is the game that the Vikings break out. Um, so, final score. I picture 97-3 to Dallas. <laughs> Saw it coming, still appreciated it. Still appreciated it entirely. Lay high four bath late field goal. Late field goal, just to get on the board. It's good to it's momentum building. Next week, yes. Momentum. Bring that momentum in the next week. Yes. We won that last play, so that's good. Ah uh, boy. Yeah, it's likely gonna be pretty ugly so that's that um okay so moving on not past the vikings but past the on-field play another thing that i think sucks and is bad uh cronies and corruption um stealing from hmm. hard paying tax taxpayer workers you talking about sam hinky we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that. Just please put oh. a pin in that Sam Hinkie point. No, I'm talking about this uh, stadium scandal. I actually don't know anything about it. John, do you have any of the details? I yeah, want to be upset. Can you please help me be upset? So here's what's going on. The 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 people that quote unquote run the stadium. Well, we all know who runs the stadium. It's the Vikings, but they have a theoretically independent entity who basically. <laughs> They do, they do whatever the Vikings say. It's called the Minnesota Sports Facilities Association or something like that, M- MSFE. Commission, I believe. Yeah, M- MSFC. MSFC. So they're a bunch of people who are appointed by the governor and a couple other people or something like that. And you can already sense the cronyism and corruption of anything that ends with appointed by the governor is pretty much going to happen. So <laughs> the, Star, the Star Tribune... <laughs> did some investigation and discovered that this Sports Facilities Commission, which, again, their task seems to be attracting events to the stadium, which doesn't seem like it would be that difficult of a job, given that if you want to hold a event indoors in a place that can hold more than 18,000 people, you pretty much have to go to the U.S. Bank Stadium. I think you just sit there and you wait for the phone to ring, I'm assuming. These people have these do-nothing jobs that pay $150,000 a year, and the Sports Facilities Commission also gets two suites at Vikings games. And as it turns out, you're going to be surprised by this, Brandon. So I want, I, I'm pretty sure right, you're I'm, sitting I'm down. sitting down. You're going to be surprised, yep, but it turns right. out these unelected political appointees 
buddies of the governor with do-nothing, six-figure jobs. As it turns out, they decided the suites were their own personal plaything, and they should just invite their friends and family to hang out with them. Because that's <laughs> exactly what the point of those suites were. Because they needed these suites, of course. They needed these suites to, to woo potential business partners or whatever the heck they pretend. It's just, it's another... It, another line item in the list of horrible, corrupt things about U.S. Bank Stadium. It starts at the top with Ziggy. Everything about the guy is horrible and corrupt and goes all the way down to building the stadium and everything to do with the stadium. And I guess it's not surprising that the running of the stadium is also filled with cronyism and corruption, but it still is enough to make anybody angry. So that sucks, and they all should be in prison. Are they going to get in trouble? No, of course they're not going to get in trouble. They're political appointees. Why did I even ask? There will, there will be angry editorials written. They'll get taken to task on various talk shows, and nothing will happen. Yep. And Joe Sutri will get mad about a lunchroom, and then we can all move on to the next thing. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you see... So what are they like? It just amazes me. I, I went back and I looked up the Ziggy Wilf racketeering charges where he stole $84 million from a business partner. Shouldn't you go to jail for that? Seriously. He stole $84 million from someone else. You go to the bank and you steal $84 million. You go to jail. I'm pretty sure. Usually. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I did not know about that. We should... Uh, that's. That's interesting. I had no clue. I mean, I just have been assuming he's like just generally evil. I never really actually looked into the details of no. the specifics of his evilness. Yeah, so the people that got caught, um, you know, if if they thought that this was all above board and it was fine, which is what they're claiming, you know, that the Star Tribune uh, is is asking about, uh, is investigating, and they're asking uh, and getting quotes from the people that use the. The suites, and you know, everybody saying, "Oh, it's fine. This is just all part of, of what we do." But uh, one of the things that happened, you know, I don't know. I get, I have to deal with Star Tribune reporters occasionally. I was with my regular job. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I was on the front page a couple weeks ago. Holding Rand so, accountable is your regular job, is what we know oh, to be true. I, man, I wish. I wish that was my job. That's my dream job. That's my hobby. That's, I'm an, I had to do that. Just you dabble. You dabble and keep your hand accountable. Yeah, I do. I'm, yeah, I'm amateur, um, but I'd love to make it professional. Mm-hmm. But what happens is you get weeks of heads up. You'll get a phone call, and they'll say, hey, uh, this is so-and-so from Star Tribune. I'm calling about regarding X. And either it's a good thing, and you're like, oh, okay, let's talk, or it's a bad thing, and you're like, oh, gulp, and you <laughs> poop in your pants, and then uh, you say, well, hold on, let me look into this, even if you have all the answers, you say, I, I don't know off the top of my head, and you, you say, I'll get back to you. So what happened was, um, the day that the Star Tribune called and started asking questions, all these people um, submitted payment for the games that they had attended, like they gave $200 to this commission, 
yeah. once the once the Star Tribune started asking questions, like, oh, what? So the Star Tribune went back and looked, and these people are going, oh, we we paid for this. What well, was like the day after the Star Tribune? Yeah. Like weeks after the game <laughs> happened, but the it day after the Star Tribune. A, what, a, what a coincidence! Yeah, a, all these people I all did the submitted check through my app. It takes weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all these people submitted the same payment on the exact same day. Oh, okay, sure. So if okay. if they really thought it was all above board, they the smart thing would have been to not submit the payment. Just no, I don't need to pay jack shit. This is all this is all above board. This is all fine. But uh, that really tells me that yeah, they know they knew that it was dirty, and they just never thought anybody would find out. Why would they? Minneapolis is just one big country club, and everybody you know Ted Mondale hasn't had a well whatever. We don't have to talk about that, but. Uh, it's all one big country club, and they all hire each other and and uh, appoint each other and give each other big fancy jobs, and they never thought anybody would hold them accountable. So I'm happy somebody is. Us, mostly us. It's the red star, the red star holding the DFL accountable, which is always a interesting yeah. thing to see. So you can you can remarkable. add that to your list. Yeah, of, I... add that to the list of people who suck, Brandon. Michelle Kelm Helgen, Ted Mondale, Mark Dayton. Okay. All people that suck. <laughs> can I make so can, can I can I get MS Brandon? F's. Brandon? Yeah, can ahead. you put one minute yep. can you put one minute on the clock for me for a quick political digression that Clarence can plug his ears oh. for? Um oh. all right. no, uh, no, it's right. uh, almost go get a beer. Everyone put out a put a red red siren out and stuff. Ready? Um, I gotta I gotta okay. I got one minute. <clears throat> Ready? Um, Go. I've had to deal with fellow lefties who just can't understand why or how uh, the Rust Belt went so far towards Trump and against Hillary. And it's stories like this, which is why. It's this corrupt corporate, like, Democratic Party, you know, in bed with, you know, whomever this type of shit is why they voted for Trump. Yes, Trump is just as bad, if not worse, but he told a better lie, so just deal with that. This is why those type of things happen. So, that's all. There, I'm done. Oh, wow. That was 37 seconds. Well done. Yep. There. Sorry. I didn't I didn't I need to plug my ears for that, Stu. No, I, 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 just, I know you hate talking about politics entirely. That's, I just wanted I, I do, yes. So I just wanted to get that out of the way and just, like, saying, hey, if you ever are curious fellow lefties about why Rust Belt goes against uh, the Democrats and why they actually liked Bernie Sanders and hated Hillary. It's this type of shit. Anyway, that's all. Sorry. I'm, I'm done with that now. Please move on to sports so, before I start, you know, burning a flag or something. Just so... <laughs> Great. Now we're all on a list. Thank you. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I was already yeah. on it, so it's, you can't put me on there. Like, oh, I suppose you could put me on there twice. I don't know what good that would do. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. Yeah, you're just making the list bigger at that point. <laughs> like, put me in bold. Like, yeah, yeah. Italics. Unmanageable. Underlined. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's all I have to say about football. Uh, let's move on to another thing that sucks bad: the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh. They they are exactly the same. Start with this. They're exactly the same as they always were. They're exactly the same as they've been every year since two thousand four. Yes, the only thing that has changed is our expectations of them. Is that fair? Because sometimes some years we don't give a shit, 
Uh, other years, we're pulling our hair out, even though they're the same exact team. This is a pulling their hair out team because we were expecting a little bit more. Um, everybody except Towns sucks in some certain way. And even Towns isn't perfect, but he's... Well, he had 47 tonight. We'll leave him so. out of this episode. Yes. <laughs> we'll leave him out of this episode. Yeah, 47 Everybody and 18. So I think we can probably give him a pass for tonight's game. We will. For sure. You are Towns... Go home early. You're not in the Everything Sucks episode. You're go to a movie. Go solo to a movie. So the Timberwolves, their their season has started. Yes. They, yep. Okay. Yeah. Another. So their season has started. Clarence's attitude towards and you, you guys, you guys. I I don't think I was part of the NBA preview episode. Uh, you guys predicted. How many wins for the Timberwolves? Uh, 43, I think. I don't think I was on that one. So that, that, oh, that's five. They play 80-some games? Jesus Christ. Okay, so. Wow. So that's, so you guys all predicted right around 500. Yep. Are, are, yep. how many games have they played so far? They are 5 and 13. That's 18 games. 18 games. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Yep. How, Not a, you heard it right. How many? They played 18 games, and how many have they won? Five. And Five of the 18. And they've lost and, 13, and of those 13, like nine of them, they were winning and blew the game. Uh, a couple others, they were like, blown out by like 35 so it's been like straight disaster from the get-go all season long they're very bad horseshit they're terrible so currently, to watch. there's nothing good about them i'm currently interacting with brower on online and he says this is fine his actual his hashtag is this is fine so i'm like thinking in my head oh okay so it's they're like they're right hovering around 500 maybe lost one or two more than they've won. They're five and thirteen, and people are like, yep. "This is this is fine." It's that's an ironic. This is no, fine. I think that's that's irony. Is it? There's a, there's a meme uh, going around of the dog sipping might, coffee in hell, saying, "This is fine. No, this is fine." I don't Although think it is because then I said, because then I replied. He said, "They'll be fine," and I said, "Maybe it's a disaster?" Question mark. Because all I do is ask questions. I'm just asking questions. Uh, that's, I'm just asking sure. questions. That's all I. I'm, Everybody I'm loves when you do that. By the way, just asking questions. I, I, I'm sure you do. Uh, and his response Popular was no. Bit. I said maybe it's a disaster, and he said no. I just don't see it. There's twenty one, three twenty one year olds, yeah. and this. And he's saying this. The key, giving the keys to the kids, and there's going to be some bumps in the road. Basically, is his point. Uh, so he's fine with it. Five and thirteen. He's fine with five and well, thirteen when expectations were at five hundred. Well, okay, I will say this: the all the expectation articles from the smart guys and the dumb guys, everything combined was usually between about thirty-two and forty-five wins. So they'll probably be on the low end of that. The highest expectations were maybe they sneak into the playoffs. So I think the reason that. Some people, although it's the very minority, are thinking like this isn't the worst thing in the world is because this was never going to be the season. Um, I just didn't expect it to be this 
tough to watch because there are some times when you watch, well, actually almost every year when you watch the Wolves, they get their asses beat and you look at it and you go, kind of like the Bill Beavers thing of like, you guys are just horseshit at basketball. That's the problem. You're, you know, you're young or you're just some journeyman, Anthony Tolliver and, you know, fucking Johnny Flynn and all these like either shitty old guys or shitty young guys or whatever. But this roster is like they're all really talented. So they have a talented to roster that's underachieving. Hmm. Talented, so underachieving roster of like super young, young players. They just don't know how to win yet. Like they're so this like is a disaster. Who do we blame it's this disaster not. on? Somebody's somebody's accountable. It, Who do we hold accountable for this disaster? It's, it's, they just suck. This is not a disaster episode. This is just a they suck episode. So, um, hmm. I think it's mostly. I would say two things. Um, number one, I would say the season is over. That's a good thing to just remember. Of like, expect maybe thirty wins and a top five pick again. The season's done. Like, put it to bed. What? Watch it with no expectations anymore. No, like it's, no, they're not going to no. get forty wins. That's bad. You were talking. Like seven or eight seed playoffs. I was. It's that ship has that ship is so far <laughs> onto the horizon. Wait, they're not even they're a quarter of the way through the season. Built. It's not even a quarter of the way through yep. the season, and you're and nobody is accountable. As we always say, as John just said, expect everything to be the worst. Sometimes, and you'll usually be right. Well, that's fine, but that doesn't that doesn't get to who's accountable for things not being fine. So who's accountable? Well... Who do we blame? I would say the blame is... I think it's... We probably youth? should start saying that Fib sucks. I mean, there's no reason not to say it. He totally sucks. <gasps> it's the sucks go. episode. Fuck it. <gasps> I will say this. I'm not going. I'm trying this new thing. I, uh, I'm trying this new thing where I'm trying to be a little bit more like Clarence, where everything's black and white and no gray. This is awesome. really difficult for me. Yes. So I'm going to try it again. Yes, yes. put that hood over your head, Kermit. <laughs> put it over your head. Come <laughs> to the dark side. Come on uh, over. Okay. Uh, he sucks right now. Uh, here's a thing oh, that you might coached make it. other wolves you coached fans it with right now. I promise I'm going to get right back into the black and white. I promise. This is just a really quick... That's not black and white. No, saying right now, putting quote, unquote, right now at the end is not black and white. That's coaching. That's great, Poochie. You say he sucks. <laughs> okay, so if Period. you say he sucks, but what if I don't think he's going to suck in the future? Do I still just say he sucks right now, and then I just... You say he sucks, and then you move on and and make your point. So go ahead. Go ahead and explain what you're trying to say. They are bad right now. I would also say one thing that's given me a little bit of solace uh, with this horseshit team is, number one, as I just mentioned, expecting the worst for this season. Like, it's over and they are terrible, so don't expect a bunch of wins anymore. So, So that's number one. Number two, I think it's important to remember how much time it takes with a new coach and a new system um a lot of the high profile coaches and like 
a, a new high-profile coach with a talented team uh, like the Miami Heat when LeBron and Bosh first came together. They were like 500 for a long time. They were horseshit. The Cavs had a losing record at one point in the first year with LeBron, who's amazing. Uh, Oklahoma City with Donovan and a bunch of other high-profile examples. Almost all of them had a really, really, really rocky first half of the first season. It's just how it works. And I feel like that's coming to life when we're watching this super talented team that like Gorgie is good at defense and Towns is good at defense but when you watch them they don't know when to like switch or help out or whatever and their defense is absolutely horseshit. When so, Tibbs runs Ricky out of town because you love Ricky. Ricky's your boyfriend and you love Tibbs. When Tibbs runs Ricky's Ricky out boyfriend. of town will you yep. finally say just that Tibbs sucks period and not couch it with any grayness because you're going to have to pick a side you know, I love when him. he runs Ricky out of town which he will yeah. you're going to have to yeah. pick a side you know Pucci loves the hypotheticals but I don't know right now I don't know if maybe it's just an incompatibility it, the offense that they're running does not need Ricky as much as the old offenses and that kind of sucks because there's so many times when Ricky will just like run it up the court and hand it off to Wiggins to do some bullshit or Levine and then go stand on the corner, and that's sort of not using him appropriately. But well, if, if offense he wants to run, if Tibbs know. didn't suck, he wouldn't try to shoehorn Ricky into an offense that he's not compatible with. If he were good, yeah, and didn't I think suck. that's totally true. I think it's so. What am I missing? Defense, because well, I think it, it. The biggest thing is they need to learn how to play defense because they're best in transition. You can't obviously be in transition if the other team is making every single shot they take. So hopefully they figure that out by the second half and then they're just off and running and they improve in the second half and they win, you know, next year's the year that they sneak into the playoffs. That's oh, oh, great. More hope for the future. Wow. Uh, that's wow. great. I'm, I'm really telling you, another thing that sucks is waiting for next year. It's fucking horrible. Wow. It's like 40 years in a row now. Oh, no. Every year. Every Entire goddamn year with this Kimbrel's franchise. The Target Center, everything to do with the Target Center, <laughs> Minneapolis, they all suck. The the bench sucks. The Wolves bench sucks. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, a lot of times he sucks. He scores a lot, but he sucks on defense. Zach Levine is the worst defender in the world. Sucks bad. And Chris Dunn, John, it, it came true. What we were hoping for yep. it came true. He's Chris Dunn sucks. Bad. He's not good. He's Sucks. And Fibs, Tyus Jones uh, is better than Chris coach. Dunn. And that's not just anybody from Apple Valley saying that. But Tyus Jones is better. The best way to do this is by <laughs> playing Tyus Jones for 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Fibs, oh, my God. Tyus Fibs Jones sucks. weighs like 75 pounds. What if Chris Dunn yeah. is actually good and it's Tibbs that's holding him back? Oh, shit. Well, I mean, have you... I don't know if Tibbs is teaching Dunn to, to throw up air balls with nobody within 10 feet of him. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's his strategy. Well, Ricky can't shoot either, but you love Ricky. And you're yeah. saying that's not yep, Tibbs' fault. That is the gray area. And it's not, well, maybe it's not Chris Dunn's fault. Maybe it's Tibbs' fault. No, I'm not blaming Tibbs for Ricky's shooting either. But Ricky's really good at other things. Just a very limited, beautiful man. Or limited. I didn't mean the, that second part. Can I do a quick pop cultural uh, reference about Tyus Jones or not? 
Sure, please, of course, always. He looks sort of he looks like you know you you had mentioned he was kind of a little smaller in stature than than other NBA players. He looks sort of like the plastic bag in American Beauty, just kind of floating around there. He's beautiful, (laughs) but he's clearly something bad is going to happen to him because he's just he's so light. He's just floating around out there in the open court. He's going to get decked by you know some giant Ukrainian dude. So. That's all. That was it. Sorry. Wow. If he's the plastic pig, then Pekovic is uh, oh God. the dad out in the garage smoking. <laughs> Pekovic is Chris Hooper. <laughs> Either way, Kevin Space is getting shot dude. after the season. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying. Typically, what I do when the when a team that I like sucks, whether it's the Wolves, Twins, whatever, I just stop paying attention to them. Like I have better things to do. Like I'm the epitome of a fair weather fan. So I'm going to try to stick with this team this year. I'm going to try to overcome that poor loser mentality that I typically have. And so hopefully, I can keep giving updates. I know you guys don't really care about updates, but um, I'll have them for you if you ever are curious. I'm looking forward to next week. Clarence, when you ask if the season has started, I love that. And then how many games there are in the season, also classic. <laughs> and then uh, and then use the word disaster like 40 other times, which is just pretty good. You're not too far off, though. I'm just, just asking questions, Brandon. Your... Just asking course, questions. Just, quest- just asking yeah. questions. Does, yeah, maybe, Tibbs sure. a, maybe Tibbs is a disaster, question mark. That's all I'm asking. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm I'm saying maybe that's a that's pretty good for me. Um, okay, should we move on? Does anybody have any other basketball? Please. All right, we're gonna do a quick lightning round of other things that suck, and then we gotta talk Gilmore Girls because I got we have a few thoughts on on the Gilmore Girls. Uh, tell me, can you confirm that this sucks? The Twins rehiring all of their old. Old, used to be good players to do. I don't even know. Like Kadir is in charge of the clubhouse. Indifferent. It's a, yep. They char- they hired him to go down and hit a few fungos in you know in Fort Myers. What this is some this is a ticket selling ploy. Nothing more. Nothing less. It's fine. They're in. It is a business. They need to sell tickets. Uh, they are appealing to a certain segment of the, the fan. Base, and that's fine. I, I don't. I don't think it will make a significant difference, good or bad, in the uh, in their performance. I don't think it can hurt. I don't know what it would hurt. What would it hurt having those guys around? What it's like. It's, it can only do good, and it's. But mostly, it's there just to sell tickets. Do you think those guys want to get into coaching and this is like step one? Is that right? Could be. I, I think those I don't guys really fully understand what the house all day. I don't fully understand what their role right. is. I, I, they're going to be in spring that training. What, like help with the draft or something or trade deadlines. It was just kind of a confusing thing. And I saw a quote from, I just read like the press release and Latroy Hawkins was like, I had a couple other offers too. I'm like, for I, I don't even know what you're doing in this role. What was what were the other offers that you were getting? It's just all very loose and 
They are really into the corporate speak. John, you were mentioning that before, but it was, you know, I read like 500 words of a press release and understood zero of them. And just tell me specifically what they're going to be doing. <laughs> they're going to be sitting in suites at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, and this, their checks will be signed by the Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission. Son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, so we will we will not have that be part of the Things That Suck series. Um, next thing I wanted to point out, a thing that sucks, is haters hating on Sam Hinkie. Moving on. Going to basketball. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Time out. <laughs> that interview was, was um, oh, what would be a good word? Um, what would be a polite Surreal? word? Interesting. Uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I honestly could talk about it for a really long time because you know there are things that. I think for people who want to like him, there were enough things in there where you're like, see, that's a redeemable guy. But then if you want to hate him, you're like, this guy, I've never met or heard of a human being with his head so far up his own ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable. He's, I, God bless him. Whatever. I, the one, I, nothing made me angry at all. It's He's just kind of interesting if anything i don't think it made me angry it was the the comment that he made about uh intelligence is the new what it's not class it's intelligence what what was it i'm paraphrasing um no it was something like that it's the new you know you uh, didn't wake up on society yeah i i woke up on third but i don't mean by class i meant that i just was born intelligent now his father is like a executive at Halliburton. He works overseas. So, Sam, you, you kind of did wake up on your face. Just, maybe, just a, maybe just a little bit, buddy. I, Even if the Halliburton thing were untrue, just imagine if you were just having drinks with somebody who was like, yeah, I'll admit it. You know, I was born on third base. And you were like, oh, do you come for money? Huh? That's really no, self-aware. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, wow, that's really know, modest of you. I'm, I'm a genius. You're like, oh, well, I'm going to go uh, run you over in my car. <laughs> what the hell is the matter with you? Are you yanking my tip right now? No, you're serious. Like, no, I'm just super lucky. I'm just an unbelievably smart person. I, if you're that very, smart, very you have to know how those words are going to come across once written down on paper. In black and white, people are going to read this in Sports Illustrated. 
or at SI.com. If you're that intelligent, you have to know that the words that are passing your lips will not come across very well to 99.9% of the public. Right? And it's there's some part of it, too, and I understand that he's really proud of, like, that he's successful and works hard and is thoughtful <sighs> about things or whatever. Like, I fucking, that's fine, but you don't need to, like, point it out over and over and over <laughs> again. Like, if you're Sam Hinkie and you know the rap on you is that's who you are, right? You're just like this chronic robot, no emotion, overthinker, whatever, and you've got and you want to rehab your image to get a new GM gig. Uh, and a guy calls you from SI and says, like, I'd love to do a profile on you. Wouldn't almost anybody be like, all right, cool, yeah, come out and we'll like just watch basketball, we'll go to local yeah. games, we'll just talk hoops and we'll go to bars with people, or he doesn't drink, but like we'll go have some coffee with some buds and, and that'll be the story on me. Like I'll give you a couple tidbits here and there about how hard I think about fucking bullshit, but otherwise I'm a, you know, I'm a guy who's living in the world. And he gives this, this guy comes up to San Francisco and he goes to like, a bunch of different meetings with startup guys and then he brings them into the, his Stanford lecture and whatever else. It's like, what the... F-? And then he's also giving quotes about like, yeah, I know how I'm perceived but I'm trying to change that. It's like, are you? Are you sure? It sounds like you're just trying to prove how smart I, you are. Once I don't <laughs> think he gets... I just... And this is going to come across. I hope it doesn't come across the wrong way. I, I don't know that he doesn't care. I think there's a lack of self-awareness that strikes me as... Like, maybe he's kind of like the guy on the imitation game. Like, he's he's on the spectrum. Like, it just doesn't... Re- the normal social mores just don't register with him. He doesn't get it. He, I, I think he's just too in love with how maybe. deep he thinks about things. Because I, I, there are some things in there that were pretty cool. Like, the idea, the thing that he bought that he, like, wooed his wife on a payphone, and then he bought the phone and put it in their house. That's kind of a funny, quirky story. But then it's like all of his conversation about, like, I owned, like, he knows the story about this decision fatigue when all these super smart people wear the same thing every single day because they're all Mm -hmm. like, I don't have time to think about whatever. But he has to go to the point of not only, like, I have 25 of the exact same blue blazers and here's why, and it's like a long, in-depth discussion. Uh, It's like, that's when you, you know, that's when you, you know, people understand. Elon Musk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Warren so, Buffett has a has a genuine side or a humanistic side to him, and the guy's obviously a genius and billionaire. Well, um, and people have always talked about the the example is Obama, who's you know who always wears the same thing. But Obama, they asked about it, he was like, I don't know, I just I just wear the same thing. It's easy. He doesn't have, he doesn't go in then for another ten minutes about his theory about decision fatigue and blah, blah, you know, it's just like... <laughs> even if that's what he believes, say, he has the self-awareness to even know. Even if it's what he believes, he doesn't say it out loud to people. Like, yeah, you don't, he knows no how it would come across. That. And yeah. even if, yeah. even okay. if you do, even if you have thought a lot about, oh, I'm, I'm not going to make this decision very often, wouldn't you just be at least a little self-deprecating and be like, yeah, I'm just lazy. I really, I really just something. am the laziest person in the world. Just something to endear yourselves to your fellow human I just I think no, the imitation I game comes in I just don't think he's got like, it no he has no interest in and I think there's a part of me that is somewhat like left to my own devices and at my worst I kind of can turn into Sam Hinkie and like overthink shit like crazy um, but I have seen the look in people's faces like 
I went on vacation with some friends. Danielle and I went with another couple in Chicago, and I like planned out the whole thing. And I thought about like, well, everybody wanted to do whatever, and I started talking to them about like, oh, I was thinking, here's my process of how I came up with this plan, and I just saw their eyes glass over, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> the thought that I just don't care. What is wrong with you? Why are you fucking telling me this? And I immediately was like, I don't know. These are just seem like cool places. Like, just fucking keep it to yourself if you're going to overthink about things. It's just a very odd thing to to have that personality, and then on top of it, have to go around and tell everybody how hard you thought about something. Nobody gives a shit at all. <laughs> In fact, they they start to actively hate you. <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, anyway. It was a really great profile, though. Overall, though, it was like super insightful and interesting and whatever. But man, just in love with the smell of his own farts. It's crazy. <laughs> Tried to tell you like four years yeah. ago. Yeah, like yep, episode I still love two. Him. Still love him. Love him to okay. God that's, bless him. That's what I, I. You know how I love dig his heels in Poochie. That's the, that's my favorite Poochie. Mm-hmm is despite all evidence dig your heels in i respect that good yep i will i will ride or die with sam hanky i know that's insane but i've always been doing it so it's no no different now um okay so we should move on um other things that suck uh john uh can you explain to me all i have on here on the list is uh mitch leidner's accuracy well how does that suck any different than than before. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have the stats. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have the following stats right. Number one, the Gophers in Wisconsin play every year longest running series in Division One football. The Gophers have led five out of the last ten games against Wisconsin at halftime and won zero of them. And part of the reason is guys oh. like Mitch Leidner, who is the worst Gopher quarterback of my lifetime. Mitch Leidner, I think <laughs> I have this right. Completed six passes in the second half against Wisconsin, four of which were caught by Wisconsin players. And it would it would be kind of funny if it wasn't just a microcosm of this whole season. Remember when uh, I can't even remember which draft expert supposedly said Mitch Leidner was going to be a first round pick. I wonder if that would be a Todd McSh- Todd McShay was the guy with behind that. Yeah, Todd McShay, you should probably be in jail because that's terrible. And every Gopher fan was like, "That's he can't actually throw the ball straight." But we all thought, "Oh, he's a senior. Maybe maybe he'll get better this year." And he never got any better at all. And he was terrible. And he ruined the whole Gopher season. So I hope. He's been getting made fun of because at the Gopher football banquet, this is about three or four nights ago now, the Gophers had their awards <laughs> banquet. Their season's not over yet. They're going to play in some fourth-tier crappy bowl game because they suck. But at the awards banquet, somebody made the glorious decision to have the Gopher quarterbacks fire footballs into the crowd. I, I, don't, I think they were some sort of ceremonial footballs. I don't know if they were just regular footballs or if they were just going to give them out to some booster who'd been invited or whatever, or whether they were supposed to throw them to a fa- friend or a family member. So Mitch Leidner gets up there, and he's in this ballroom, and there's a chandelier in the middle of the ballroom. And of course, of course, Mitch Leidner smokes the chandelier with his soul, because that's who he is. <laughs> a guy that can't even avoid the chandelier in a ballroom, because he's that inaccurate. And it reminded me, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but one time, back when I worked over at at the university i left i left the football building behind adam weber a former gopher quarterback 
and he came out and he was parked across the street and I was standing at the bus stop so I was just watching this whole thing unfold and Adam Weber gets across the street and he'd parked illegally and there's a parking ticket on his car and he's just he's furious I, he snatches the parking ticket off his windshield and he looks at it and he's just angry and there's a garbage can right on the corner of the uh, across from the building there and Adam Weber's just angry he balls it up in his fist and he throws it at the garbage can and the parking ticket sails over the garbage can by a about 10 feet and lands in the street. <laughs> and the only more appropriate thing would have been if a Wisconsin player had been there to pick it off and run it back the other way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So anyway, Mitch Leidner sucks. A good sucks. rule of thumb is we kept waiting for Leidner to, to change, and he, for the most part, is who he is. Yeah. And that's kind of how life works. Yeah. People don't change. Clarence Ugh. has said it many times. People don't change. Okay. The last sports thing that sucks before we move on to Gilmore Girls is the Tracy Clay's contract extension. Yep. Or whatever it is. Like it He's was, still employed. That it was sucks. nice that Mark, that Mark Coyle finally got out of his undisclosed location to make a statement. I don't know if he emailed Did he actually... No, I don't know he, he didn't make a statement. He, he emailed it out. It was a... Oh. Statement from the university, not even from him. No press conference, no nothing. The man, I don't believe he exists. Yeah, he's a recluse. What if... I know they always say they're going to hire... I know they always say they hire the opposite of what they had before. But for Christ's sake, I mean, for Christ's sake, I know know that... uh, Oh, what's his name? Who was the previous guy? Um, Norwood Teak. I keep wanting to say Hunter Wendelston. Um, no, not Norwood Teak. Norwood Teak. I know he was. <laughs> I know he was a schmoozing goofball, uh, horrible yep. uh, person. But uh, you know, nobody's saying you got to go out and get drunk and grab, you know, grab everybody's ass and jugs and honk honk. Um, yeah. But maybe have a press conference. Like, come out of your bunker. Yeah, Saddam, yeah. come out of your spider hole. Saddam. <laughs> so apparently, the opposite of a, like a serial philanderer is a made-up yeah. person. <laughs> he's fictional. He's all right. Last he's time John's we had twin a, brother. Last time we had a guy who sexually assaulted people. So this time we're going to have a ventriloquist dummy as the athletic director. <laughs> For Christ's sake! I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I don't know either. Okay, that's it for sports. Should we get on to... Oh, I also want to mention everybody, so on, everybody on the wild who's not Devin Dubnik sucks. Devin Dubnik is awesome. Everybody else okay. on that team sucks. And it has been fun listen, watching Bruce Boudreaux just be absolutely flummoxed by the fact that he has all these seemingly talented players on his team who disappear for four weeks at a time. And it's just been fun to read his quotes in the paper like, I, I, I don't know, uh... We got guys that just don't show up. Uh, Miko Koiv, I don't know. Was he in? Did he play? I think I played him. He was in the lineup. It's just been fun to watch yeah, Bruce Boudreaux like the... being absolutely bemused by the same things that may, have made us so mad for many years. I haven't been keeping crazy close attention, but I feel like the subtext of every one of his con- or conversations or quotes is like, these guys kind of suck, huh? Yeah. What do you want me to do? It's, I I didn't I didn't sign these players. They all kind of suck. 
Right. Well, good to know. Other things that suck. I'm going to add them to the list. Yeah, go ahead and put the wild on that list. Go over hockey sucks. Go over basketball sucks. Uh Go over women's basketball sucks. They all suck. Yep. Yep. All right. Main event. Are we ready? Ready. Oh, we're ready. Gilbert Girls. The Gilbert Girls. Okay, so last week at the end of the podcast, for those who don't know, which is almost everybody, I assume, uh, at about the hour 15 mark, I think, Stu said, if three people respond to me somehow on Twitter or something that they want me to talk about Gilmore Girls, I will talk about Gilmore Girls, which was a funny challenge. And then I think we all immediately freaked out that it wasn't going to come true, in which case I think we would have had to do a lot of soul searching that fewer than three people are listening to this podcast at the end. <laughs> Luckily, I mean, it went gangbusters. I think we almost got like seven or eight replies. It was fucking nuts. My, my feed got double digits, so that's, uh, although Wade, Wade did ask five times. Eleven. So, yeah. A lot of God bless Wade. A lot of Wade, yep. Um, but either way, we hit the goal of three, which is great to keep the, uh, to keep the number that low. So we're going to talk about Gilmore Girls. Um, I have seen all four episodes. As have I. As has Stu. The other two have not. So you guys are going to be... You can press stop and leave if you want to, or just be super confused. Because Stu... Do you want to start, or I have some questions? Okay, well, well you wanna um, let's see. We can do a quick. Uh, we'll do a quick backgrounder for people who've not uh, watched the show, yep. which is fifty uh, percent of the of the podcast. It was um, yep. it was like an hour long drama with a lot of comedic elements. It was on the WWB, home of Reba, um, in the early to mid aughts. Um, it was about a single mother and her daughter. Um, the uh, daughter was born when uh, the mom was 16, Lorelai and Rory Gilmore. And it's basically about their relationship and the uh, goofballs who surround them in the town of Stars Hollow, Connecticut. Um, it had really... It's sort of like that city from It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, it was exactly like hmm. that. And the show had very, very fast-paced dialogue. It was kind of like the West Wing only liberals don't check off to it that I know of, um, and um, and um, some, some, some probably do. But, uh, it's very elitist. Yeah, and uh, Lauren Graham actually should be president, but that's 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 just an opinion, not the sportive uh, group opinion, just mine. Um, the new uh, these four episodes they released they take place about ten years after the last season. Um, Rory is like 32 now, and she's still trying to, you know, figure out some things in her life. Uh, definitely a millennial. Um, she was going to be a journalist, but that career path, um, realistically is portrayed as being one that's not necessarily the easiest one in 2016, and, uh, she's just basically getting by on freelance stuff, and she's banging her college boyfriend still, and, uh, her college boyfriend is named Logan Huntsberger, and he's a rich publishing magnates scion and uh he's also engaged to another woman so she's kind of a she's kind of getting around a little bit which is you know there's nothing wrong with that we're not judging here on the sport of at all so so and a lorelei a little bit yeah well we understand john um and lorelei is still um in stars hollow she's managing the hotel uh, the dragonfly inn that she's been managing for uh, most of the shows run she's living with her boyfriend luke and um, her dad had just died, and the actor who played him died in real life. 
So that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of how they handled it. It was Edward Herman, who I know John remembers from playing the uh, head of the vampires in Lost Boys. Um, I think John remembers that at least. John? I don't know what any of that means. Okay. You ever see the movie Lost Boys in 1987, John? No, are there vampires in it? Yes, Kiefer Sutherland was one of the vampires. He tried to get Jason Patrick to no, be a vampire, but then I both guess. of the then both of the Corys stopped him. Heldman and Fame, or Feldman and ah, Hame. I'm oh boy, sorry, we're getting off track here. Sorry, that, <laughs> that, that, sounds, that was one. That, that sounds like quite the film. It was really, really quite not not great. Um, anyway, there's a lot of tension now between Lorelai and her mother Emily, um, Richard's widow, and um, Emily still has some resentments from Lorelai getting knocked up when she was 16 and leaving to raise uh, Rory on her own in Stars Hollow. So that's kind of the whole setup for these the four episodes. Story. Yes, exactly. So, And that's where we're at with these four episodes. Gilbert, okay, so uh, Gil- Gilbert Girls got, uh, got any nudity? Any, any bush? Uh, no, they did swear. They did swear. <laughs> they did swear in the Netflix episodes. Though. They said bullshit like three. Yeah, times. Emily did, yeah, which is kind of breaking character. For Emily's very, very is. prim and proper, but she said bullshit like three times to some trophy wife of a another rich magnate of some sort. Hmm. Beyond that, it is very. I think the word is twee. It's kind of lighthearted. There's. There's for sure no, not even close to nudity. I mean, I don't, yeah, this is... There's no nudity, but Clarence, there is musical elements, or are musical elements. So that's where you tap out, like, right away. Musicals? Hmm. Wait, a lot of puns? Hold on, the Gilmore Girls is a musical? No. No, no, no. There's just a, a part of the show was there's people in the in this small. It's a small town show, so there's so like, it's like it's like cop rock. People practicing. Yes, kind of like cop rock. It's like cop. So that, nah. Sure. Yeah. So there's hmm. a play within a the play show, and the play within the play is a musical. Well, it's a t- they're trying to put on a show, it's like, John. It's like it's like the Ortonville Big Stone it, Lake like uh, town players trying hours. to. Put on a put on a show, like doing cats oh, like by the, by, on the shore on the shores of Big Stone Lake, and Dave Marthaler's Rum Tum Tugger. Were they doing? Um, <laughs> it was a, it was about Stars Hollow's history. <laughs> I just made Clarence oh, laugh by saying Rum Tum Tugger. Yes, it is kind of like waiting for government. Uh, I'd, yeah, I, that's like actually a good thing. It's like uh, if the John, if you went back to Ortonville, they made a show of Ortonville, except everybody had was really well. Maybe this is true about Ortonville. I'm sorry, I don't know. Everyone has pretty good intentions, and they're all very friendly, and they all have like yep. a little bit of quirks that are False. okay. There's like the False. one corner store, <laughs> yep, and there's that's the newspaper, and there's the. It's like that, and everybody's kind of a funny little quirky character within this thing. It's very much like a timeless show, but surrounded, it's really about these two ladies. The, the, the Gilbert girls. The Gilbert girls. The Gilbert gals. Yep, the Gilbert gals. Right. Yep. Well, yep. that is what exactly what Ordenville's like, so I guess I know everything about nope. it now. Nope. Pawn shops, check cashing, porn st- stores. I've a lot been of there. Meth. Just is that Stars Hollow or Ordenville? Meth, cockfights. 
Pack Five. Are, yeah. are we Donkey actually shows. talking about Stars Hollow or Ortonville here? No, we're not. Ta- Stars Hollow is a very innocent place. Yes. Not. I don't know if anybody's even seen having. Maybe there's some like a glass of wine here and there. Oh, they're all drunk. It's very innocent. Well, I was I was a teenage boy in Ortonville, and I can report definitively that there's no pornography for sale anywhere in the town. <laughs> you just got you just got to know where to look, my friend. I had money to give. <laughs> you just got to get you got to get your guy in Chicago, right. like just you know, you light a candle on the end of a fence post. At Farmer Johnson's farm, and <laughs> a stack of penthouses will we arrive on your Chicago's doorstep in the morning. We know for sure that Chicago and Albert are both disgusting dens of iniquity. So this is very true. So, did you like the show, Brandon? Stu, I have some. Um, I did. I did enjoy the show. I wasn't. I wasn't obsessed with the. Uh, I didn't like it as much as you did the first installment. I actually sort of missed parts of seasons I, I knew in general i what happened and uh but i you know if, if i missed a few episodes while danielle was watching that was fine with me um i thought it was good it was kind of a comfortable like getting right back in the swing of things or something about the show and the dialogue that's always kind of fun um i have a question for you uh who is the worst on the show my answer is rory yeah is that okay it's rory she makes what bad. She makes she 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 makes bad decisions. She's a brainiac valedictorian, and now she's a loser. She she just makes bad decisions, and then she like hangs out with rich kids. And she, she makes whiny? worse decisions. Uh, she's she got whiny because that's like in Sopranos. That's that drove me crazy. She, she's, she's not Meadow. No, she's not as bad. Show. Great show. She's not as bad as Meadow Soprano. No, but she's got. But Meadow, yeah, every word that came out of her mouth was was a whine. Everything she said, and that just drove me crazy. Is she like that? No. no she it's, wasn't whiny. She was more like lost and a little bit entitled and like she had to move back to the hometown but was super like uncool about it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I understand like it's it's kind of not a great thing for some people to have to move back to the hometown, whatever, but uh, she just sort of like was a sort of entitled i guess i don't know maybe that's hmm. part of the the point of the show but she never really not in a bad way she wasn't a horrible person but she was like the worst of the all almost everybody is not perfect but fairly redeeming and i think that was must have been part of the point of the these these new episodes was that she was just lost but mm-hmm. i don't know man she was a bummer yeah i i tend to agree with I think that she was the worst. um my uh, main issue with the show is that it just they had um, I, d- I didn't mention this when I was doing the 15-minute prologue to this conversation, that there's a lot of ancillary characters in this show, and they basically had to try to figure out a way to fit all of them in. Since they, they like, signed up all the actors who were ever on the show. So they had to, like, say, hey, here's this guy, and he's been doing this for the last 10 years. And, like, exposition like that, it was really difficult. Like, um, Lane, uh, Lane is Rory's best friend. And uh, she was in a band called Hep. She was in a band called Hep Alien. She was the drummer, and they had to like figure out a way to get the whole band back together. So like Rory just showed up, and there was the whole band, including Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, Clarence, who I know you Ooh. like. He, Fuck yeah, he's, you got my attention. Now. He's, he's Gil, the bass player, on there. So they're all just there jamming on a Joe Jackson oldie, and uh, so that was just kind of like you know the way they had to no shoehorn. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's a good. It's a good song. It's just you know they had to shoehorn 
all these uh, characters into it. So that I think was the part that really, you know, was kind of a nail touch. I mean, it, it was hard. <laughs> Ricky was a young boy. He had a heart of stone. Had a heart of stone. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, that part was a. Little, but I mean, I like overall the. I I know that, uh, and John will uh, hear this out. The emotional arc of the show, I really thought paid off in the end. The uh, fourth installment um, really had a lot of. Uh, oh boy, I'm, I'm not crying, am I? This is I'm not I'm not crying about. Lorelai calling Emily to talk about her late father. That that isn't making me cry. And I'm, you know, my family is just bawling on the couch, and I'm just sitting there. I'm, I'm strong. I'm, this is an effect, and I'm just dying. So, and there's a whole, there's like a good, there's a raft of those moments in that uh, last episode. Even though the fucking life and death brigade shows up, and that's a uh, Logan's uh, buddies from Yale. They're these rich, these rich garbage dick kids who show up because they, like, you know, take their trust funds and buy bars and dress up in costumes, and, oh, oh. they're the worst. Clarence, you'd hate oh. them. You would hate them which, so much. Which one is Brandon? Which uh. which character is Brandon? Uh, which character is Brandon? I'm glad you asked. I actually assigned all, uh, all characters to all of us. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Motherfucker. Brandon is Michelle. <laughs> He's the uh, hotel concierge. She's What? Wait, wait. You're, is it Michelle? Woman, or is he like a French man? He's a French man. Um, he's a hotel. Oh, he's the hotel concierge, and he has a seed in contempt for all of the all of the townies. And but he loves French pop music, and he dresses really well. So that's. I mean, he's he's a total brand. <laughs> so he's, he's like Terrence. Ter, you're Terrence Trent Darby. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's a little bit there. Um, you're underneath um, the sycamore tree. Um, Clarence is Luke. <sighs> Um, he's a small businessman. Um, he hmm. hates technology, and he can operate tools. Hmm. I think that's fair. Is he grizzled? He is grizzled. He's a former baseball player who always is wearing flannel and a ball cap. Hmm. Backwards. Yes. Backwards. Oh, backwards. I ain't, I'm not kidding. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. ain't here. Oh, backwards. <laughs> Luke. Um, John is he's, he's working too hard to have. <laughs> he is forward. yes. Sorry, um, John is Taylor. Um, he owns the grocery store in town, and he runs the town meetings and he tries to keep the town going. Um, he is exasperated with everyone by him, around him, because they make terrible decisions at all times. But he's also secretly crazy and angry all the time. So um, that's that's a. Uh, Oh, so that is me. That is totally you. Yes. And I, everything but your. Uh, I I think I'm Jess. Otherwise, it's perfect. Can I be that guy, yeah. the super strong dude who's a yeah, good writer? Yeah, I'm. I was gonna make myself Jess, but I realized I didn't quite. I couldn't because there's no way I can look that good in a t-shirt and jeans. So I'm actually Doyle. Does um, and Doyle's married to somebody Luke who's participate in in these. Pardon me? Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped in your touchdown call. Oh, no, I was just saying, <laughs> Doyle's married to somebody out of his league, and he gets paid money to write things. So that's, I'm Doyle. There you go. Good cop. Does uh, does Luke like doing the town stuff? Does he like? No, he hates it. It drives him nuts. Going to the town meeting. He, drives, every, he goes to the meetings, and they, everyone drives him nuts because they're so stupid. All the get-togethers and the yeah no I'm not, that's he's just, he, he just wants he wants he wants to run his business and be left alone and he hates it when people are on 
asking them for Wi-Fi passwords. So. Oh shit! That's awesome. Good call. Does he like? Does, has he ever gone uh, done the old up and down with uh, Lauren Graham? Um, not in real life oh, yeah. that I know of. Nightly. But he is. Well, yeah, they're married. No, not in real life. I, in, on the show, I don't know her name on the show. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he. Uh, they're, they're. They. Uh, that's again. I, we put a big spoiler alert out here, but they end up getting married at the uh, very end of the show. <gasps> They've been living together in sin for that's like you know seven eight years. Because I like. So. I like her. Also, Clarence, uh, Luke is a really good cook. He loves cooking. He, he does. does for his job. He loves cooking. He loves, ah, loves making breakfast cooking? foods I like too. Luke. Oh, Luke and I are. There's another uh, crazy scene, Clarence, you'll love. Somebody comes in and asks uh, to see the menu, and then they ask for a side of white rice, and he kicks them out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my store. Get out of my establishment. I love him. Yeah. yeah. I might change my name to Luke. No, that, yeah. Luke Swamp Town. What did you think of the ending, Brandon? <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh,. My initial thoughts were I did not like it at all. I thought it was a weird... I thought this these four episodes were meant to like put a bow on it. And it seemed like it was going to. Mm-hmm. With the whole last episode, everybody's got their sort of redemption um, for the most part or whatever. Uh, and then that's more of like a cliffhanger type thing, it seemed like. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be because you can easily envision like, oh, okay, well that's just... You know that's how life's going to be then moving <laughs> forward, but it just felt a little bit like uh, like it would have worked when she was twenty two at the at the end of the you know ten years ago. But now yeah. it's, it doesn't really seem to have the same oomph that it does as a thirty two year old. So yeah, it would have had more I like oomph. It, I think I, thought, I wish it would have ended a different way. Yeah, I I it would have had a more impact if she was younger, telling her mom that, but. Uh, you know, I mean, it kind of, you know, they had mentioned, you know, full circle was a thing, a phrase that had come up, you know, a couple of times in those four episodes. And when she tells Lorelai that she got knocked up by a rich kid, well, that we think that's who knocked her up, that, uh, you know, well, there's full circle again. You know, how she went to go see her birth father, who's just a rich ne'er-do-well, and kind of asked her, you know, how things were when, you know, she was born and if he was there for for her mother, and he really he really wasn't. He said, well, you know, she just kind of took care of things, and she kind of knows what her yeah, fate's going to be because, you know, Logan's going to be with his, you know, fiancé and being the, you know, rich publishing kid, and she's going to be there raising the kid, and that's just full circle. And I thought it was a pretty... Yeah, good way I to put a bow on it. But again, like you said, at twenty-two versus thirty-two, it's a whole different. That's a whole different world, right there. It sort of changes the theme of the series too, because I think one thing that I thought about, which has nothing to do with Gilmore Girls, but The Wire talked about the whole point of that show was nothing's ever going to change, right? So like, there was all these comparisons between like this old druggie that you see on the street corner. Well, there's a a story arc with these young kids in high school and then one of these kids is going to turn into that old guy and here's the here's this person and here's that person and and you see the sort of life repeating itself but that was intentional with the wire and it was making like a statement of like that's how it works and you're never going to get out of this cycle of 
whatever unless you do something about it. And Gilmore Girls seems to now be making the same statement of like, okay, well, her mom had the rich guy, so Christopher is Logan, right? Right. And then there was a, a dude who came in that wasn't the dad but raised the kid. Luke, and then there's Jess. Who you know, like they made that. Who is Luke's nephew well. for like the people following him. along here? Who's yeah, exactly. He's like a family member. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Rory, who now you can see the foreshadowing of like she's going to go work at that school that she went to, the the private school, and basically just have the same life that her mom did, albeit with a better relationship with her mom. And that's okay, but it's just sort of a weird... I, I didn't ever see that that being the point of the show. Um, so it kind of threw me a little bit, but um, the foreshadowing is all there, even if they don't do more episodes of, like... It seems to be like that's the, what the story they're trying to tell. is like, they're just going to be who they are, which is fine, and then she's going to raise the kid and in the same way that her mom did, except that she's, well... Well, twice her age, I suppose. In tw- in tw- in twenty in um twenty years, when um Sportive Boys is a podcast, and uh, your son and Clarence's son are doing a podcast on the only dry land in the world, and uh, that's no, he will be not be a part of any of this. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Full circle, my friends. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's pos- and that's totally fine if that's the way it is. It just was sort of a it just ended in and even the way they shot it too with like her mom looking shocked and it cutting to black mm-hmm. was seemed to be for sure like cliffhanger. You know, like a quick cut. Like it could have just been like I'm pregnant and then I don't know, a hug and a fade out. A montage. You wanted a montage. A different way with the way no, I, it could have just... Well, maybe. I mean, you know Poochie loves a montage. <laughs> well-placed montage. I'm all about him. But it just seemed like it was meant to be like, uh, is there going to be another installment of these or something? I don't know. It was It was just a little... And even Danielle, our, both of our reactions were like, what? That was kind of our first thought. Rather than like, uh, oh, yeah. I get it. That makes sense, and that's perfect. So... Um, I don't know. But I, overall, I really enjoyed it. There's just the dialogue. I know I've talked about that before, but um, that, that scene that you had already mentioned with Lorelai calling her mom at the end. Yeah. And there was a scene in the first episode after the funeral when they had that fight in the kitchen. There's no, like, build up to these unbelievably emotional, like, classic sort of mm-hmm. scenes. They just sort of happen, which I think is obviously very true to life. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me like the show a lot is... There's a lot of it, like the Life and Death Brigade and all those other weird storylines that were kind of dumb and pointless. But you kind of stick around. I stuck around for some of those weird moments that were like, wow, that was a super crazy powerful scene out of the middle of nowhere. That's pretty cool. So I liked there was still a lot of those yes. throughout the throughout the four episodes that I thought was really cool. Yeah, I did not regret the six hours on uh, Black Friday that I spent watching that with my uh, wife and youngest daughter. I, I enjoyed more, I enjoyed it more often than not, and I would recommend it to others. That's a that's bonding. So you did it all in one day. Did it all in one day. We had it all mapped out. That we were going to watch two episodes in the morning, take a break, get our Thanksgiving leftovers on, exercise, get the dog out, and then watch two episodes after that. So then we were emotionally drained after the fourth episode, and just you know went to Target, walked around like zombies for a half hour, and just kind of you know did our thing. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. Yep. It was good. Yep. It was uh, good. I recommend it. Same here. Although, anybody who is still listening, we just spoiled the whole thing, so... Whoops. Yep, yeah, they'll get over it. They're probably not still listening. Don't worry. People listening are the ones that have actually heard it. So. Yeah. John's still unjustified, so it's going to take you another 20 years to get through that. Right? Mm-hmm. That reboot's going to be years, awesome. They should manage to get through it. <laughs> yeah, you'll like it. Mm. Okay, uh, I'm going to be real disappointed if I don't finish before the reboot starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to have to get on it. Um, we are just about out of time. Um, should we get Should we get out of here? Should we go? Good God, God, it's 11 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta everything sucks. Go. In, in summary, everything sucks and is bad except the Gilmore Girls and Devin Dubnik and Carl Anthony Towns. That's it. Everything else fucking sucks. Correct. Uh, and that's that'll do for us. Love you. Goodbye. Go, Luke. Power out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.